Okay, welcome everyone to another Wednesday night shiur. Mechila last week. I know I got actually a few emails uh, saying uh, what happened to the shiur. was a little misunderstanding timing. I was a little bit away, so it was hard for both ways. In any case, tonight we have a, uh, as usual, we have to learn Erev Tova. So you have to learn two great lessons Two great lessons from the parasha we can utilize for our lives. Everybody understands what an Eved Evri is. I know this is uh, uh, famous, and I'm sure everybody knows, but there's a lot of, a lot of analyzation on this mitzvah. For example, what is he getting sold, and why is he getting sold? Imagine you have a Jewish guy. You have a Jewish guy. All of a sudden, what do we do to the guy? We tell him, oh, you should know you're being sold as a slave. What do you do wrong? Anybody know what do you do wrong? Huh? Oh, he stole and he can't pay back. And therefore, what do we do? We sell him in order to do what? Exactly, to pay off his debt. That means, let's say, for example, it's going to cost uh, $10,000, whatever it may be. You take that $10,000 and you give it to who? To the guy that he stole from. Here's your money back. He stole ten grand. We sold him. Who sells him? Bedin sells him. And now, how many years does he work? Six years. The sixth is free. By the end of the sixth, he's free and he goes out. Now, if he declares and he says, I love my master. I love him so much that I want to stick with him and I want to stay in his house and I want to this, one of that. What does he do? He gets back into Bedin. And now he's taking back into Bedin. Now they tell him, declare it again. What do you want? No, I love my master. I want no problem. The master goes ahead and he pierces, he has a hole, pierces his right ear, right? Correct? Makes a hole in his right ear by the doorpost. Now, I heard a phenomenal question. And that is, why can't Bet-Din do it? What is, what is why the master is going ahead and piercing this guy's ear. Let the Bedin, he's in Bedin anyway. No, Bedin, stop. Bedin says, wait, what you, we heard you again. You want to stay? No problem is that. By the way, uh, you're the master. Pierce his ear. Why, what, what is the, what, what is the, what, why not the Bedin? You're the Bedin. Bedin sold him, correct? Bedin sold him. So let Bedin finish the job. Good question. So I heard an answer Beshem of Avigdor Miller. And he says as follows. One of the things, as a side note, we all know that the master has to treat this Eved Ivri with the utmost respect. He can't give him a, a menial jobs. For example, oh, you know what? The guy is walking, it's snowing, this, that. His feet are chopped, puts his feet up. Master! You know, stop massaging my feet. Ah, yeah, yeah, it smells. Don't make it there. We don't give him menial jobs. We don't give him disgusting, uh, let's say, example, a disgusting job. Uh, um, uh, you know, usually slaves, they have to do the crazy, anything the master says he has to do. But with a, with a, with a Jewish slave, and by the way, you should know, he's not able to be sold to a goy. He has to be sold to a Jew. He can't be sold to a goy, all right? In any case, one of the things that all happens is if he has a wife and he comes in with his wife, correct? He's not going to leave his wife home. So if he gets sold as a slave, his wife and his kids get go with him. And not only do they go with him, the master has to provide for the wife and for the kids. 
So imagine what's going on over here. Imagine what's going on over here. A guy buys an Ebedivri. He's buying a Jewish slave. And at the end of the day, what's happening? He's at the end of the day, he has to support the slave. Not only does he have to support the slave, he has to support his wife and his kids. So now it's a great, it's a great benefit for the slave. So now what does he say? I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Now, would you blame the guy? He's getting full support. What, what, what do you want from the guy? Tell me, what do you want from the guy? Tell me, what do you want from the guy? Oh, okay. Torah wants you to leave now. Save the six years. No, but if you say you don't want to leave, you don't have to leave. I don't want to leave. <laughs> and, but, it, but you know what? We have to show that he actually did wrong. And one of the reasons why we put him by the doorpost, Mepharshim explained one of the reasons why we put him by the doorpost, you imagine you go right by the mezuzah over there, you open up the door, you put him by the mezuzah like that. It's a public domain. People are walking back and forth. They're going to see something weird going on. They imagine they see a guy holding another guy's ear with like a hammer or an axle like that, with, a, with like, a, like, like a nail bow ready to, ready to hit him on the... Hey, what's going on? And the people on the way say, no, he wants to stay as a slave. And they scream out and they convince him. And they tell him, listen... You're a slave to Bnei Olam. You're a slave to Hashem. You're not a slave to this guy. What are you doing? And they try convincing him out of it. Get out of the slavery. That's one of the reasons why we put him by the door. So now I ask you, but what's, what's, why, are we, why are we showing degradation? And who in their right mind wouldn't want to do that? You know what the answer Ramilla says? says something phenomenal. It says the Torah is teaching the guy that it's not the master that provided for you and your family. It was Hashem that did that. And the proof that I'm going to do that is, who sold you? Bed-Din sold you, right? So you would say, Bed-Din will finish the job and continue the sale, because what happens after he gets pierced? He is a slave until the Yovel year, until the 50th year, he's a slave. So you started off with six years. Then he goes free, but he says, no, I don't want to be free. So therefore we free him. The next time we free him is the 50th, whatever the 50th year comes along, we free him by the 50th year. So it could be that he could be a slave for like 49 years. He could be a slave for the 50th year. It could be that he's going out free at the 50th year. Imagine such a thing. He can't go free in the middle? No, by, the, by your veil. That's it. He's, he's pierced. That's it. He's pierced. Done. But, but my point is, Bedin started the sale. Bedin, now you're renewing the contract. You should be the one. And the Bedin to slam his ear too. No, the master. You know why? Because we're trying... To tell the Eved, we are trying to tell this Jewish man that got sold as a slave. You, Jew boy, you think that it was the master that was providing for you. So I have news for you. Remember, the master is not providing for you. It's me that's providing for you. And therefore, the master, we're trying to get through the thick head of the of the slave, remember, the bad deed is not doing it, it's the master, because it's not the master that's supporting you, it's God Almighty that's supporting you, so therefore, have your mindset straight, and go out free now, remember it was me the whole time, and not this master, and therefore go out right now, get out right now when you're free, we're giving him another chance to think, before he gets final sale, it's a beautiful point, it's the proof to you that it's not the master that's providing. It was God Almighty, Hashem Almighty, that was providing. And really, this is everything that we know. But we have to instill in ourselves. And the more we instill in ourselves, the more we will internalize it. It's always, you have to always internalize it. Let me tell you two stories. I was on a plane the other day. I was on a plane. I took my daughter. I was on a plane. And as we're on the plane, 
I was uh, doing a, a video. One of my one of my daughters was saying Tefillat Aderech, so cute. The little girl saying Tefillat Aderech. I had to get it on video. Saying Tefillat Aderech, Yehiratzon Milefanecha Hashem Elokai Milokai. The whole the whole the whole song. Yeah. So I start videoing it, and you see on video my other daughter, and there's turbulence. I can't believe what a shot I got on the video. Now there's turbulence. We're in the plane. Now turbulence is coming. Blah, blah, blah. We're moving back and forth. We're moving back and forth. A little bit. Not crazy. A little bit. And um, one of my daughters says, Daddy, I'm scared. And she was wearing a sweatshirt with a hoodie. And she starts putting on her hoodie. And she's telling, Daddy, I'm... And she's like, uh, scrunching up. And Daddy, I'm scared. Daddy, I'm scared. All of a sudden, she says the following words. She says, wait, wait, it's not the pilot that's in charge, it's Hashem that's in charge. And she calmed down, she took off her hoodie, I have it all on video by the way. She took off her hoodie, relax, everything was okay, that's it. It was the craziest thing, I, I couldn't believe it. She's nine years old, Sarah Palachi, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it, nine year old girl. So I, had to, I had to shout out her name, you know. But it was, it was crazy. Said Apalachi. I can't believe it. Little nine-year-old girl. I couldn't believe it. I, I really, it, it bugged me out. I, I was like, whoa. You know what it is? Because we have to understand, when you train your children, our children, very young, when we train them at a young age, there's, there's always training, by the way. You can always do that. When we train very young, you should know, it stays with them and it's internalized so easily then when watch, watch all that. I'll give you an example. So give me an example. Did you ever hear about the statue that was worth $300 million? There was a certain town, could be it's a mashal, certain town, they had a statue, $300 million. Now in this town, they're all looking at the statue. And they're like, what's going on over here? $300 million? The thing's cement. And, they, and, they, and they're going like this, and they, this is concrete. What's so special about this statue? And years and years and decades, 200 years, 300 years, the statue is staying in the, in the thing, locked up in a box. This is the statue. And everybody knows, pairs down to generation, 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 $300 million, this statue. Finally, one day, there was a storm, winds, and everything like that. One of the fingers of the statue fell. It like chopped. Ice storm, I don't know what happened. Hail, boom. One of the fingers chopped. And people started, what is this? Oh, man. And then they got the FBI investigations. Whoa, is this a threat to the thing? You know, everything else. A bomb scare, this and that. I don't know. And they take the finger and they start analyzing it. And they see inside, it's pure gold. They finally realize what happened many years, many, many years back. They were, uh, someone was about to go to a war with them and they were definitely going to defeat them. And they didn't want to, to take all the gold. So they, in advance, they took all the gold and they made it into a statue, covered it with concrete, with cement, and knowing that even if the enemy comes, they'll never touch that. It's concrete. When are they going to do that? But it was passed down that this was $300 million. They ended up going ahead, and they cracked out the concrete that's on top, and they see pure, underneath the concrete, there's pure gold, $300 million worth of gold, pure gold gold inside. Abotai, that's the same thing with us. We're children. We grow up. We feel like we can conquer the world. We can do anything. We're young. I want to be Superman. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be that. And then, with pure gold. And then you have people, the knockers, the naysayers. Eh, come on. Do you really believe? Do you really think? Do you really this? Do you really that? And those are the guys they put on the cement on your gold. And now your wings are really snapped a little bit. And that's 
what we're trying when you teach the young when the young even no matter who you are but when the young they have the gold pure they can implement the munah but it's not only the young it's even us deep down in us is that gold and the more we internalize and we work on it, we build out more, 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 more. And that's the myth. And I'll tell you one more story because I told you I was going to tell you one more. We were on a slide. This slide was 100 feet. You had to climb a ladder and a ladder and a ladder and a ladder and a ladder to get it. 97 feet, boom, you're there. So I told the same daughter, I said, I started going up. All of a sudden, she says, Daddy, I'm not scared. I thought you were scared. No, I'm not scared. Does I remember that Hashem? Not scared. It's amazing. What's the pshat? The pshat is, you know, we have cheshbonot. Oh, but it doesn't make sense. What do you mean? In theory, it doesn't make sense. And there's a whole theory. So what happens? Ye'emunah is shot. Ye'emunah, all the gold that's within is all covered with cement. Why? Because your theory. Because your theory. Well, you know, your theory is better than God's theory. God, God can do anything. I'm telling you, within 45 minutes ago, talking about 45 minutes ago, I was coming from another shiur, and um, I saw one guy, and I looked at him, I said, what do you do? He says, I'm in limbo. He tells me I'm in limbo. I said, what do you, what do you mean? What does limbo mean? He says, I just, I just finished uh, college. That's what he's telling me. I'm looking for a job. I said, didn't I learn with you two weeks ago? I said, yeah. I said, you know what? I have an idea for you. I said, why don't you go, because another six months he has to go through another semester. So he only has to find a job for six months. I said, why don't you go to Israel? Learn for six months and come back to the next semester. Learn, go, go, go yeshiva. Saturate yourself in yeshiva. Tells me... Uh, the bills, the this. I said, what bills? What bills? Habibi, what bills? You're a single guy. What do you need? A, what do you need a bill? What are you, what are you doing? He's like putting the theory, no. I got to make money from now. So when I get my bill. So, oh. I said, no problem. How much are you making? And he threw out a number. Not, nothing, nothing high. I said, this is, this is Pupkis. What is this? It's a joke. It's a joke. So I said, yeah, no, but it's internship. It's the start. It's this, it's that. I, I get you the same exact amount of money that you're getting, and I'll hire you. Go to that's your job. Go to Israel for six months. Here's a check. Go to Israel for six months, and that's your job. Wait, what's the problem? I'll give you a job. I'll hire you for that amount of money. I'll hire you <laughs> pennies. He stops. Rabbi, I never heard this in my life. What do you mean? And now his eyes are lighting up. I was like, Rabbi, are you serious? I'm, I told him I'm dead serious. No problem. The, uh, he's like, Why would you do that? I said, Because this is an investment for me. Think about what I could gain with you. If for six months for, for, for this amount of money, Bechavot, go for some learn. I want you to learn this amount of hours, do this amount of stuff, pray three times a day, and this, that, put tefillin every day, and da, 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 do it for me. No problem, I'll pay you, no problem. Da, 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 that's uh, an investment. I'm like, why not? Should I tell you how much it was? Huh? Huh? Everybody wants it, huh? Everybody wants it. It was six months. Anybody want to guess? No. 20 grand. 20 grand. Six months, $20,000. He said, that's that, that, he'll do it. He said, I'll go to Israel for six months and learn Torah, no problem, and this, this, this. And then all of a sudden, as I'm about to make the deal, he stops. So what? I thought maybe I would chicken out, but he's chicken out. I was like, what? He stops. So what happened? He says, no. I said, why? He said, Rabbi, you're not understanding. So what am I not understanding? He said, because after your 20 grand is done, that six months I'm over. Then what do I have to do? I have to start my job. I have to start my job again from the, from the bottom up. At least if I do this six months, listen, I have six months. I have a starting of a resume now. And therefore, the next job I have, oh yeah, I work six months in this company. And I blah, 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 blah. So therefore, like this, I'm si- if, if I go work now, I'm ahead of myself six months. But if I go to Israel for six months, then what happens? I'm down six months. Because why? Why? Because 
In theory, I don't have anything on my pay. They're going to ask me, where, 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 where was I ever employed? What am I going to tell them? In Israel or Balachi learning in the, in, the, in, the, in the walls of the yeshiva, they're going to think I'm nuts. Which job is going to hire me? So over here, for six months, let me go, and therefore, at least I have something on my resume, and I can build up. From there, I get a higher job, and a higher position, a higher position. I tell him, that's a good theory. But sit down for a minute. So now we're sitting down, and he's looking at me, and he tells me, Rabbi, what do you have to say to that? I look at him straight in the eyes, and I tell him, you are 100% right in theory. In the way the world works, you're 100% right. You got to go through the system, you got to go through this, and you got to go through that, and you got to go through that, and you got to go through this. And that is a logical thing. But I told him, look at the offer that I'm giving you. Right now, you can say to God, go to the Echal, I told him, open up the Echal, and say to Hashem, look, Hashem, this is the theory of life. And tell Hashem, I'm throwing out my theory and I'm dedicating six months of my life to go to yeshiva entirely for your sake, God, only for you, and therefore, Hashem, I want you in return, being the fact that I invested in you, give yachol, of course, uh, invested in your Torah, invested in your mitzvot, of course, it's our Torah, and our mitzvot, of course, the guy thinks he's doing Hashem a favor, but I told him in his, in his life, and your theory, go to Hashem and say, look Hashem, look what I'm doing for you. I stopped my entire life for six months and I dedicated six months of my life to you. So therefore, now what happens? You're going to come back after six months and now you're going to start your business. You're going to have so much beracha. And guess what? Because you took your theory and you smashed it for Hashem's theory, God's going to say, I'm going to open up the doors for you. And I gave him many, many proofs. And I told them stories upon stories how I know fellows who actually did this, who actually said, but they didn't do six months, they did two years, they did three years, and they dedicated themselves. And I said, this is what I'm doing, Hashem. Three years I'm doing it. Guess what? Ten years later, Baruch Hashem, they are doing phenomenal, they are successful, come out in every single thing that they did. I'm telling you, no joke. They got back from Israel, the second they got back from Israel, what they touched became gold, I'm telling you. It came gold in a minute, boom. I said, what? Yeah, you know why? Because you're not going through the theory of life. Because when you're on Hashem's uh, plane, when you're on Hashem's boat, it doesn't work with the theory of the world. Because you're not in the world when you're on God's plane. When you're on God's boat, you're not in this world. You're in a different world entirely. And that is not only me, by the way. That is not only me. This is the Rambam at the end of Shemitah Ve'ovel. And it says, anybody who wants to be Bnei Levi. And he goes on to town. Could, if a person's make a bell, all Torah and all mitzvot. It's, this is the theory because you are jumping on God's boat. And now when you know God's the captain, you have nothing to worry about. And that's exactly why we tell the master, Bechavod, you do the honor of hitting his ear. Because let this guy understand that it's not you that's doing it. Let him understand that it's Hashem that was supporting him even though you were the shaliach of giving him the money from God. But he doesn't understand that. So let's make him understand that. Let him think in his mind, why isn't Bedin the one who originally sold me? Why aren't they continuing the renewal of the sale? Why is this guy? So he'll think, oh, you know what? Oh, because I did something wrong. What did you do wrong? You want to stay in this guy's house? You know why? Because he's supporting your wife and your kids. It's not him that's supporting your wife and your kids. It's Boreolam. That's one great lesson that we learned. Let's go on a little bit, yeah? What do we say? Why is it? And this is famous. Why is it that it's the ear out of all the organs? Rashi says. Rashi says, famous. Because the ear who listen by Har Sinai, the Ten Commandments, that it says, Lotignov, don't steal. The same ear that heard that by Matan Torah is going to go ahead and steal? 
This is the ear. That's the organ that we're going to pick in order to prove the lesson. Now, my question to you is, when do we do this, Tal? When do we do this? After how many? After six years, right? Shouldn't we do this from the get-go, from the time that he starts? If the point is to, to prove to him, oh, by the way, you should know, this ear that heard from Atan Torah, not the steel stole, so we should do it the second he starts, the second he goes into slavery. Why are we doing it after six years? I, un- I understand that. But, but, but when did he steal? I'm asking you a question. When did he steal? In the beginning he stole, correct? So that the, before slavery he stole, yeah? Now we have to sell him to slavery. So now he's going into slavery. Let's teach him, oh, by the way, you should just know this, this ear. We should do it then. Why are we doing it at the end of after six years? Let, let, let him know the lesson. Everybody hears the question? Everybody hears the question? Okay. So now I'm going to give you two options. This is on a side note, by the way. I didn't really want to speak about this so much, but I'll do it on a side note and I'll go on. On a side note, just to work the brains a little bit. If I give you a question, A or B, which would be worse? You have A, a guy. He's a poor guy. has no money. He needed money. So he stole. He stole. Or you have B. You have a guy. He's a multimillionaire. And now he has a business deal and a property deal. And he cheats on the papers to change some numbers. And he was able to, to beat the system, you know, a million dollars, let's say. I'm giving you an example. The guy's worth millions of millions of dollars. Now he stole from another guy a million. Now which one would you say is worse? The first guy or the second guy? And why? You hear the question or no? no. Guys, guys, Rabotai, Rabotai. Hear it again, hear it again, hear it again, Rabotai. Hear it again. No, no, not too difficult. You have a fellow, you have a guy, he's a poor guy, he has no money, he has nothing to eat, nothing, zero, nothing. So he stole in order to, to, to provide and do something. Whatever it may be, I hear. Whatever it may be, he stole, he stole, he stole from somewhere, whatever it is. But I don't have it all, yeah. But I don't have it all, for sure. From a, from a person he stole. Then you have another guy, you have a multi-million, millions of dollars, and he also stole. Also, but I don't have it all. Which guy would you say is worse? Much worse. Which one? The rich one. Anybody say otherwise? I would say, to be honest... It makes sense. The second guy, you know why? The first guy, he has nothing to eat. He has no money. He has no money. So he's desperate. So I don't, I don't, I don't tell him it's mutar to do. I don't say it's, it's, it's okay to do. But I hear, you know, I hear it a little bit. Listen, he's starving. He doesn't have anything to eat. He needs a burger for his family. Oh, I stole a burger. What do you want? You know, I, I hear it. But then you have a guy, he's in the millions. You have money. Why are you making cheating now in your business? I don't understand you. You have so much money. Now you want to cheat on top of that. I don't understand. So in essence, it sounds like the first guy is better than the second guy. But they did the same act. They both stole. The difference is, well, there's desperation on one and there's not desperation on the next. So it's the same thing. When the Evid, when this guy started stealing, he was in desperation. What do you want from the guy? He, he needed money. You see how much so that he needed money that he can't even pay back the guy that he stole from so he has to get sold in order to get money in order to pay the guy that he stole from. You see that he was desperate. He had no money. But later on, six years later, he's, uh, he's basically on his feet. His, uh, his uh, master uh, uh, fed him and gave him the drink and he now knows the ropes. He knows of this. He knows of that. So now you still want to be a slave? Oh, now you're not desperate. Now get him by the ear, show him the earlobe, listen, the ear that heard by Harsinai should be the one to hear the, 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 the yeah? Was that your answer? Huh? Sufficient answer? This, I believe, we, we was was told, B'Shem Rav Shmuel Bermav Zatzal. He gets the Vogh Hashem. That's the thing. And one more, one more point, and one more point I'd like to speak out is one question that I was bothering me. 
The ear that heard from Har Sinai don't steal, stole. I don't understand. Imagine years ago. The ear that heard from Har he wasn't by Har Sinai. How could we say the ear who heard Votignov did not hear? How could we say that, Tommy? He wasn't by Har Sinai. The guy wasn't by Har Sinai. Imagine nowadays you had the Bedin. I hear what you're saying. You're saying spiritually uh, this. I'm talking about physically type of thing. How can we say to the guy, hey, spiritually all the Nishamot were there, this, 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 that. But physically, because we're telling his physical ear. So what are we doing? I, I had a good point. But I'd like to share with you an answer. And that is, in the Torah it says, be careful at how to treat a ger. It says, why? Because you were all what? Gerim in Mitzrayim. Now, one second. Now, really? I, wait, wait, one second. You tell me that I was a ger in Egypt. Therefore, I, since I know what a ger is to be like, therefore, treat the ger nicely. Hello. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. But at the end of the day, I don't understand that. How could it be? So, you know what Chaim Shmulevitz brings down? Chaim Shmulevitz, he says, he says, in essence, I'll give you in, in my own words. A person, let's say he has blue eyes, and his wife has blue eyes. The child blue is going to have blue eyes. Imagine now he has brown eyes, whatever you think. Oh, my man. Oh, not good news for you, my friend. I understand. How did this be? So usually, a guy who has blue eyes, and his wife has blue eyes, the kids are going to come out blue eyes. The bottom line is. Right? Right? Makes sense. So therefore, that, we could understand how it applies that's in the genes of the parents to give over to the child. But I have news for you. It's the same way, just like in physical, there is as well, kivyachol, in midot, in character traits. And I'll give you an example to this. It says, the sons of Shmuel did not sin. That's what it says in Gemara Shabbat. The sons of Shmuel did not sin. What would you think their sin was? Oh, they ran after beta. They ran after money. Ran after money. What, what, what happened? I don't understand. What, 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 was, what was going on? And let me explain. Shmuel was the Navi. And he was super great. And he went ahead and taught... Torah, taught Torah from town to town to town to town. Imagine now you're here. By the way, back then they didn't have flights. So you're going on like a horse and buggy or something like that. Imagine you're going on a horse and buggy now from here to Florida. What is it, 24 hours? On a horse, he doesn't go 60 miles, 70 miles, miles. What is that? Three days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> three days to get there. On a horse and buggy, three days is getting there, teaching Torah. Okay, next time, another three days, another three What? Yes, Shmuel Navi went from town to the Torah. He, he understood the value was so uh, great and everything like that. And he went ahead and taught Torah. He, he taught in this town, he taught in this town. You know the famous Rabbi Chia, right? They said about Rabbi Chia, a famous story about Rabbi Chia. They said in Shamayim, they see what happens. The angels are taking the chairs of the tzaddikim. And they're lifting them higher in Ganed in this yeshiva. Now we're going to go to this yeshiva. And, 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 and who's doing it? The angels. Imagine one day an angel after 120, he's going to pick up your chair and he's going to move him to this yeshiva. Hey, yo, bro, this is the VIP over Wow, this guy, look at this. Boom, boom, boom. And the angel's going to lift you up, put your head, put you that yeshiva, that yeshiva, that yeshiva. Oh, let me go to Derech Emet yeshiva. Okay, no problem. Boom, let me see that. Oh, there's that. Amazing. What is that? It's crazy. Wow. But they gave praise to one of the rabbis. Which rabbi they gave praise to? Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia, they saw the angel wasn't lifting his chair. So who was it? 
it was like auto cruise, floating. Oh, this year, press like a button, okay, boom, 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 and he just go flying, boom, boom, boom. He didn't have to wait for no angel, no angel had to pick him up and move him and this, that. Auto cruise. It's like, what? What's going on over here? How come this rabbi? People looking like, I understand, how come? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. How come he has a school? Rabbi wants to go boom, boom, boom. He does, the angel doesn't have to pick him up. So because this rabbi did something special. And he went beyond. What would he do? He went ahead. Listen to this. He went ahead. And he went to a certain town. And let's say he had uh, 20 guys, 10, 5 guys. He taught one of us group the whole entire Bereshit. Then the whole Shmot, Vayikra Bamidbar Devarim. And he said, you know Bereshit, now you teach the rest of the people. You know Shmot, you teach the rest. You know Vayikra, you teach the rest. Bamidbar, teach, Devarim, teach. What did he do? He went to the next town over. He taught them, and then he went there. Then he came back. Everybody knows the whole Chumash? Yes. Okay, now Mishnayot. He taught him Berachot, Eruvin, Shabbat, da, 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 da. Everybody, you all know it? Okay, you have 36 guys that know it? You 36, teach the whole town. When you're done, I'll come back, I'll teach you the Zohar. <laughs> and that's it. And the whole town knew the whole Torah. This town knew it, another town knew it, another town knew it, another town knew it. It's amazing. He went out of his way to spread Torah. Shmuel Anavi went out of his way to spread Torah. He went beyond the limits that he didn't have to do in essence. You think I said, oh, go to, go to Timbuktu to teach. You have to do that? I understand. I have to teach my people. I have to go already, uh, travel there, travel there, travel there. Yes. But that's called Midat Chasidut. He was Dayan. He didn't have to do it. It was Midat Chasidut on that, on that level. Now it says, Shmuel's sons, even though they didn't do that, you can't say that they sinned. Why would I think that they sinned, even though they didn't do that? That is a, 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 a chasid. That is a chasidisha. That is a, 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 a beyond. What do you want from Shmuel's kids? You know what the Meiri says? One second. Shmuel, you had these children, right? Yes. Let me tell you something. In the genes of his kids came that trait from their father in order to go ahead and to spread Torah like their father. So to them, it, was not a, not a, it wasn't a midat chasidut. It was a normal thing. It was a, 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 a normal thing to do. But don't think they sinned. But you see from there, that what? That in their genes, they had it in them to go ahead and travel from three hours or three days to teach Torah for one day and then come back and this and that. Why? Because their father had it in their genes and therefore it transferred in. And it's the same thing that you have by what? By Yehuda. You know Shevet Yehuda? Where do all the kings come from? Shevet Yehuda. I ask you, why? One of the reasons is because Nachshon ben Imenadav, when we were by the sea, he was the one who jumped in and the first one. So since he was from Shevet Yehuda, so therefore the Yehuda from there, the lineage, he is going to go through the what? Kings. Now I ask you all a question. I ask you all a question. Yaakov gave the Berachah of kingship to who? To who? The Yehuda. Was Nachshon ben Adav after Yehuda? Was he after Yehuda, yes or no? He was way after Yehuda. He was way after Yehuda. But one second right now. Wait, wait, wait. Let's hold up right now. Let's stop right now. now because Nachshon ben Adav jumped in the sea, jumped in the water, so therefore he's Zocheh that from, I understand, from him. From him, the lineage, it should say, from Shevet, let's say, for example, let's say, from Nachshon ben Adav came out kings. But it doesn't say that. It says, Yaakov gave the Berachah to Yehuda. That Yehuda from you are going to come out kings. Isn't that a contradiction? What's going on? You know, you know, you know what the answer is. How did Nachshon ben Amidav have that power to just jump in? He learned it from Yehuda. It was already in his bloodstream. It was in the genes. So because it was in the genes, 
from Yehuda. That's what gave the power to Nachshon and Adav to be able to go into thing. You hear what's going on? That's why you have to understand. We as people, we have to build ourselves. We have to build ourselves in order to have the good character traits. Not only for us, by the way. The Gaon Mevona says, if a person, listen to what the Gaon Mevona says. If a person is not constantly working on his midot, on his character to change, lama lo haim, why should he live? Again, the Gaon Mevona says, if a person is not working on his character, why should he live? Constantly work on his character. Now let me tell you something. Somebody comes up to me, and he shows me an orange, and he takes the orange, and he says, Rabbi, we're all oranges. I say, what are you, you practice something? I mean, uh, what do you got? That's not random. Imagine you're walking the street, you're holding some bags, and he comes over, a guy runs over to you, Rabbi takes an orange, Rabbi, we're all oranges. I have to go now. <laughs> says, no, let me explain. And he says, you see, right now, you don't see orange juice. But one second. So it's like, feeling the orange. Eh? Okay, okay, I believe you. You know, you squeeze this come orange. I believe you. You have to do it. He says, if you, okay, you believe me, right? You squeeze the orange, comes out, orange juice. He says, you see, the people are the same way. Everybody's orange. But when you squeeze them, then we see the juice that comes out. You see, when everything is fine and dandy, you're sitting down in the shul, you're relaxing, you're having a dinner, french fries, burger, no problem, no, nobody's bothering you. Right? You, you have your ketchup there, you have your, your sweet sauce, you have all the, everything's good. Until someone takes the ketchup or the sweet sauce, forget it. Like, oh, bring that back, bring that back, garlic man over here. But, but everything is okay. Everybody's, everybody's, everybody's fine. Right? Nobody stole your parking spot. You see, you're able to come in the spot. Everything's okay. But now what happens when a guy squeezes you or when your wife squeezes you? Oh, yeah. Then the you, the juice comes out. Now, it depends what kind of juice you're made out of. What juice you made out of? Are you rotten inside? Hasve shalom? That all of a sudden, all sour comes out? All of a sudden, sour things? The juice is not sweet, it's sour. I married this man, come on, he held the door for me when we first went out, yeah. Zavaru. Anymore. Ladies have to know from the beginning, you know, it's one time the year. At least they, at least they know, they have it in their mind, that's it, they know. Maybe at the anniversary, we do it all the time. <laughs> Rosa Beck, 50th anniversary. <laughs> I think I, I, but, but you hear my point that at the end of the day, how do you know deep down what you're made out of? What does it say? Koso, kiso, kaso. All of a sudden, the anger comes out. How do you get angry? You bug out. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, they get crazy, they bug out, ask for something, they could throw, they could throw something at the other guy. I don't know. I, I, I don't know people like this, but I'm, I hear people like this. They bug out. They bug out. Somebody told me something else. I don't know what came and say publicly what he did. Crazy what he got angry. I couldn't believe it. I, I still don't believe it. But crazy, I can't say it. Uh, but, but, crazy, uh, but, but crazy, crazy what they did. What happened? You know what it is? It's the chaos. It's the anger inside. And then you have what? Koso. Now, koso, I want to just elaborate on this. Koso means when, you, when you're drinking. When a person is drunk, you see the true colors of the guy, and you see the real, it is that. But also, it's, it's funny, because you'll have the same thing with, uh, with food as well. You know, you have a lady, she has the best recipe, but she'll never give it out. The secret recipe, she'll never give it out. Why can't you help others? You see, it, it's hitting to her. You know, it's a personal thing. I made this recipe. Uh, I'll make it for you, but I'll never give you the, I'll never give you the ingredients for it. Why not? Because deep down, you're, taking, you're going to take away her glory. And you're going to take away what? Her honor. Oh, now everybody has my recipe. I'm not special anymore. Koso. Understand that one? 
You hear the technology? You go to a restaurant, you ask the guy, what, what you put in the sauce? He doesn't tell you. This is our special secret sauce. <laughs> so tell us what this is. No, he doesn't want it. You know, because he's, 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 he's gava. All of a sudden, he's gava got him. You go to him, I want to substitute the mashed potatoes with the veggie and this. All of a sudden, you see the chef. Not true story, by the way. The chef comes out to the table and says, excuse me. This is, I organized and I designed this, these vegetables go with this meat. You cannot substitute it for anything. You're disgracing my, uh, oh, relax, buddy. Oh. <laughs> the guy just wanted to smash, smash potatoes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a true story, I'm telling you. The guy, the, crazy. Why? Because he messed around with what? His ego with the with the with the with the kosor, with with the glory of the of the food of the this relax. <laughs> then you have, then you have what? Kiso. What's kiso? The business. <laughs> then it comes the business. Rabotai, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I told you this many. I told you once before, about three weeks ago, a month ago. I was someone was driving me to 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 a certain place where I had to go. I told you this before, and I spoke to him. He told me he had 20 jobs. 20 jobs, he said. I said, what happened? He said, Rabbi, the people you see in Shul, is not the same people out there. What? I said, what are you doing? Relax. He sang Lashonara, I told him. He sang Lashonara. He's like, what? He's like, relax. Just relax. He was overreacting. I'm sure he did many things wrong to the, to the boss to drive him nuts. I understand, the, I understand where the boss is coming from. But my point I'm trying to bring to you is what? That in life, you have to understand when it comes to business and when it comes to your pocket, how are you going to react? Oh, he wants my money. He wants to steal my money. Relax. Some people are very cheap sometimes. Sometimes the guy can't spend. He goes out with his wife, let's say, for example. Heaven forbid, what are you crazy? You're going to buy a fish like pretty? I got your salmon over there. We'll cook it on the grill. What are you talking about? You don't come out for fish. Go out steak. I understand. Steak. You're in a steakhouse and you're getting fish? No, 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 no. no. Stop no, flying no, over here. No, let's no. get the big one and let's, let's split it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You only eat salad anyway. All of a sudden now you come to the restaurant and you want to buy something else? Come on. Hey? What? Kiso. Because it comes to his money. When it comes to his money, it's all it's cheap, right? It's so cheap. The guy, the gas... His wife is dead tired. He's going to the, it's 3.29 in the gas. No, honey, let's go 10 blocks down. It's 2.99. Oh, I'm dead tired. I'm dead tired. I'm dead tired. The guy starts driving 10 blocks away. Relax, relax. What do you say? 2.99, you know? Come on. Who is that? You know what I'm saying? But what happens? He doesn't think. Why? Because that they squeeze them. So that's when the juice comes out. And really, to be honest, that's the lesson you have to know. Because we're telling this, we're telling this Evedivri, we're saying, listen, buddy, the Midoth, even though you're really, your ancestor heard, it's like as if you had it in your genes that you yourself physically heard. Because what? It pays down. It's like, I have blue eyes, my kid has blue eyes. I heard it, it's like you heard it. I did this, you do that. And that's why we have to perfect, perfect our Midoth. Besides the fact that we have to perfect our Midoth, when we, when we don't get angry, we, we control it, what happens automatically? Our kids come out a different kid. Our kid comes out entirely different. You see a nutcase, all of a sudden his kid said, uh, how? You know what the answer is? He worked on himself. He was a nutcase. He worked on himself. Before he had the kid, he calmed down, he calmed down, he calmed down. He calmed down. Sometimes a per- There's many, many, many different situations, but the bottom line is, you learn from here a great lesson. David Ivri was telling him, you heard, how did because your father heard, it's like as if you heard it was in the midot, it's in the genes that you heard. And that's the great lessons that we learn. We learn again, let's just go over. We learn the great lesson that the master, he has to pierce the whole why. Because you're comfortable. You want to stay longer because he's supporting your wife and your kids. But don't get don't kid yourself. It wasn't the master. That's why the Bedin doesn't do it. The master's doing it. You know why not the Bedin? Because the master's trying to teach you something. And what? It's not the master providing. It's God Almighty that's providing. It's Hashem that's providing. And of course, the next great lesson we learned was about the Midot. That when everything is, when you're not under pressure, when everything is going well, we don't see your true color. We don't know. We don't know if you're, you're, you're a nutcase or you're not a nutcase. We really don't know. But when do the true colors come out? When they start squeezing the guy. 
starts getting angry, when he starts this, when he starts that. And really, that's where, that's where you got to uh, uh, go strong. That's where you got to hold out strong. And guess what? Those are the highest levels where you can reach, where you even give barachot. Everybody knows the famous story that was going on this week. Everybody knows, right? 17 years old, the guy in Lakewood, he couldn't have children. 17 years, 17 years married, he couldn't have children. You know the famous story? What was his name? Aaron, they said they wrote his name, Aaron something. Yeah, famous story. That happened a while back where Bitterman said it over. 17 years he wasn't having children. What happens? There was a Gabai in the shul. Gabai. He got up and it was a new shul and they wanted to make a takana before Sefer Torah. He gets up, please, and Botai, no talking. If you want to talk, go outside. There's that, that. And he always had these two guys in the shul, always talking back and forth. And the guy, Gabai, uh, uh, uh. Finally, one of them went and says, Rabotai, no talking in the minyan and this, 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 this. These guys got up and they got so furious, they start screaming at the Gabai, who do you think you're? What else? Started holding. The Gabai didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. He said, he went to his friend that for 17 years he didn't have children. I gave you his name also, by the way. He, 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 he allows us to publicize his name. He says, I'm giving you beracha that you should have a child this year. You should have a child. He gave him beracha. He controlled his anger. You see how much power. Guess what? He had a girl that, that year. He had a girl. He had a girl. He had a girl. But what happened? 18, the 18th year, 18 years married, he finally had a child. Why? This guy. You know why? Because this guy, how come I can't give him beracha all of a sudden? The guy has a baby. You know why? Because he wasn't squeezed. We don't see what happens when he's squeezed. Now all of a sudden the guy squeezed and he's ready to blow up on the other two guys. You scream at me, I'm trying to do the good. And blah, blah, blah. He could have went blasting them back. He controlled himself. He says, ooh. He controlled himself. He got squeezed and he held back. Just know you have the power at that moment to bless anything that you want. Why? Because you squeezed and you showed your true colors that I could overcome even that.